This is part three in a series where I explore geisha coffees. How different are they? And what is so special about them, since they are sold for such high prices? In last episode, we talked about the geisha market, while looking at six different green beans, five geishas and one Ethiopian. This time we will roast those six coffees and see if Samily was right about the first crack. When you roast geishas, you tend to, geishas of high quality, you tend to find that they crack almost at the same exact moment. That's an exaggeration, but you know, they crack like within 10-15 seconds. 15 seconds? Almost. It's, wow. it's crazy. It's like a BAM! You're listening to the podcast Coffee Roasting Navigated. My name is Therese Brunstedt. This is a podcast about all the differences in coffee roasting. Like in last episode, I'm talking to Samuel Marilla from the Coffee Collective here in Copenhagen. He has been roasting coffee for more than 12 years and at the Coffee Collective for six years. Last year, Samuel roasted something like 40 samples for the Esmeralda fam, for the World of Coffee event. And he noticed the cracking sound started very gathered. First crack. It started very sudden and was quickly over. What is so special about like uh, geisha beans of this quality and of the Turkese geisha that we have, what is so unique about them as well, really becomes apparent in the roasting. Because there in the roasting, you also notice that you very seldom roast beans that behave so similarly in the roasting process. So it means the high quality in the cup profile, but you also the similar, high... Similar, is that from year to year or is that the different samples here? No, the similarity in bean to bean. Within the same lot, the same batch, within, within, within instead so, of... Um, so, when you roast geishas, you tend to, geishas of high quality, you tend to find that they crack almost at the same exact moment. That's an exaggeration, but you know, they crack like within 10-15 seconds. That is really unique with a coffee. Uh, Kenya's crack a lot similar. 10, 15 as 15 seconds. Almost. It's, wow. it's crazy. It's like a bam. They just crack. And... And that goes both for like our Bolivian geisha and it goes for our, our uh, Panamanian geisha. And for me, that also shows one of the reasons why they cost so much. Yeah. Because you Have cannot... So much more control. Exactly. You cannot produce a coffee that cracks that similarity, that reacts to the heat without the density, without yeah. the humidity level, without yeah. the size, without yeah. everything. And that you pay for as well. Before we go into the noisy roastery, we talk about the different geishas bean we are going to roast. The Coffee Collective got the auction box from the famous Esmeralda farm and some other geishas. And I brought one from Costa Rica. We are going to roast on your sample roaster. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a little selection and you have tons of samples. And uh, now you just picked out some. What have you found? So we're going to roast a Panamanian washed geisha. And then I and that want was not Esmeralda farm, this one? Yes, but right now I'm just leaving out okay. the farm. But yes, okay. Esmeralda. Ah. And then we're going to roast uh, the same, just a unwashed. Natural, yeah. Yes, Geisha. And then we're going to roast, uh, and then we're gonna roast a washed uh, Guatemalan Geisha. 
That was the Guatemala one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got my uh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica cheap washed geisha. also. Also a washed geisha. You remember that? No, but when I look at the beans, look I at can the beans, see they look washed. Uh, washed. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, remember. So when you say cheap, I mean this is also a cheap one, even though twenty dollars a pound. I don't know how cheap that is. Okay. But yeah. But that would equals like forty dollars a kilo, and this one was like twenty six dollars a kilo. Yeah. So still so mine be true yeah, exactly. in cheapness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also had an Ethiopian bean. Because Samly finds it's not that far from the geishas, but it cost a lot less. This is the first one we roast. Samly never starts roasting with the bean where he only got a hundred gram sample. First, he wants to test if everything is working like expected on the sample roaster. He got hundreds of kilos of this Ethiopian bean, so no worries if a little is wasted. Here comes how first crack sounds with this Ethiopian bean, Alaka. At this point, we spoke Danish. Men du kan høre der var nogle knæk og nu kommer der nogle flere. Nu kommer det ikke. Så forholdsvis enesartet, og nu giver lidt mere flow. The crack sound was very clear, but it started somewhat spread out. Then Samuel said, now I give it more airflow. We were roasting on a ProPad sample roaster. Two barrels, gas-driven, roasting 100 grams batches. Remember in episode 7, Kaya Carretta talked about sample roasting at a bean importer. This was the same type of sample roaster. We have a set point. Set point is... Vi dropper i, vi 180, ja. vi laver en uh, turn, vi, vi, vi lader den ikke droppe under 150. Samily explains the procedure that the coffee collective have worked out. They drop in the beans when the exhaust air reads 180 degrees Celsius. In the beginning of the roast, airflow is set on low. When turning point comes around 150 degrees, they turn up airflow, or a little before to avoid going below 150 degrees. To decide when to stop the roast, Samuel looks at development time and look at the color of the beans. Men her, da du stoppede den, hvad gjorde du det ud fra? Kiggede du på tid? Tid og visuelt. På røgen eller på farven af bønderne? Farven af After roasting two Ethiopian batches one on each barrel of the probat, and seeing that things are working as expected, then we roasted my Costa Rican geisha. Here is when the first crack starts. How does this crack sound? Did you look at the time? When did it start? 5.30, 5.25? 5.25-ish. Okay. So now we want to see how long this uh, Costa Rica geisha, uh, how long the cracking Yeah, and how, the intensity. And it's quite intense. Yeah, the, the cracks are loud and clear. Yeah. And for me, when the cracks are loud and clear, it shows a couple of things. One is that the density is quite high in the beans. Uh, the other thing is that... Whoops. Uh, the other thing is that... It was still cracking at yeah. 6.10, and that means it was like 45 seconds cracking. Yeah. So the cracking, if I was to take this further, 
where, so that the cracking would stop, we would have a coffee which would really exhibit lots of roast notes. And I don't want this, especially not with these coffees that we're going to cup and we want to really be able to taste the produce, the bean in itself yeah, and yeah. not the processing. Yeah. So that's why I, I had to take it out before the, the, the cracking was, was ended. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. roasted this bean and that if you t gave it one minute and 30 seconds from first crack start, then it was totally flat, boring, bitter, yeah, dark, yeah. burnt. So very yeah. quickly it got that because other coffees would be that at 2.30 or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So now we need and to I, I didn't know if that was the Costa Rica reason that it's so quick, or is it the Geisha? Um, I think like the reason for us to see is that beans with high density, beans of high quality, with lots of a, which are able to take in lots of energy, lots of heat. They also, when they become isothermic. They also develop a lot of heat, so the whole process, everything just happens much faster. Yeah. That's why you can't roast them too long, because yeah. it's going to happen so fast. Yeah. So if you take like a uh, Kenyan bean, which is really high density, uh, and you compare that to a Brazilian bean, which often is quite low density, then the Brazilian bean needs much more time after crack to be fully developed, and as the, the Kenyan needs uh, much less because my theory, my thought, and what other people, uh, when I talk to them, is that they build up so much inner energy, so much isothermic energy, that... They just yeah. run off. I just wrote down, first Good. crack start, 5.25, did you yeah. remember that as well? Yeah. And do you weigh them afterwards to see how much they lost? Uh, yeah. yeah, often I do. Then again, when we talk about washed coffees, yeah? and we want to make the world a simple place where everything is easily explained. Yeah. Then when you take this geisha washed, this was then soaked and fer washed, fermented, stopped, fermented, stopped, fermented, stopped, 72 hours. Wow. With the soaking as well. Yeah. So what is washed? Yeah, there's because so this many. This was only soaked for 12 hours. This wasn't even soaked. This was only fermented, pulped yeah. and fermented and washed. So yeah. again, what is what? Exactly. I mean. oh. And what did we agree about that the Costa Rica was? Um, it was it a natural? No, it's a washed. It's a washed. Ah, yeah, I see the white strings. Have you a name for that one? The string in the middle? Uh, I think I've heard something, but I don't remember anymore. But you can also, of course, you can call it the chaff because that's all what's left of the chaff. That's the little white string we, in the I middle. Think we should, I think we should spread the name of the silver lining or the gold line or the... Ah, something the, poetic, of yeah, course. Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. the thong. The thong. The thong. Yeah. The thong. That'll thong. work. That'll, yeah. uh, that'll so catch you, on. Yeah. Do you want to be poetic? Do you want to be <laughs> bedroom? Do you want to be... <laughs> now we're having a little smoke here. Yeah, then we open up a bit. Ah, there was a, there was a crack. Yeah. The Guatemala you know Geisha. Yeah, but 12? no, it's only one. Now it's small. 6.15. Yeah. So it really was starting at 6.15. The first one was just an outlier. Yeah, yeah, and now we have too much smoke. Then we open up. And have you any idea if this one is very gathered as well? Very uh, intense shots? Is it slowing down now? Yeah. In the crack? Yeah. Question is 
weather with so Sophie. now it's uh, it, you dropped it at 6.55 so that was 40 seconds development time that was the Guatemala Geisha now we're going to roast two geishas from the Esmeralda farm in Panama one washed and one natural this was the one that Samly told me had a very clear first crack intense and short now what we, we have want now? The, 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 we have started the first uh, Panama Esmeralda Geisha. Geisha, and that was a natural. No, this is the washed. That, that's the washed one. Yeah. So what we really want to know, uh, and what I really hope for right now, is that we get an extreme unison uh, crack that happens at the same that's, time. And that's really what you have promised me that I we're have, going to see. I so have. now I'm going to see how uh, credible you are. And I'm uh, quite sure that if. You smell it when it uh, cracks. You are in real risk of uh, getting some burnt injuries in your face because it's so lively. It's gonna just all over the popcorn. place. Popcorn. Yeah. This is the closest you come to popcorn when it yeah. comes to coffee, which makes it really nice and easy to roast because you're not in doubt when to start your timing from the crack. Yeah, that's always difficult when they are silent or very exactly. spread out. Uh, exactly. Is it the first? Bean, you hear, you hear crack. Is it yeah. the five first consecutive cracks? Is it what? The, yeah. Yeah. And it could be like forty seconds stretching. Where is exactly the start? Yeah. So, uh, and now uh, the human uh, arrow number forty file fair yeah. just happened because it's oh. three thirty, and I just uh, discovered that my airflow was too high. Ah, uh, so I you forgot, forgot to, to put it. Exactly. That must happen sometimes. First time ever. Of course. Of course. But the timer is right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Time is right. You got that one right. Thank you. <laughs> so here you don't note note down any yellowing time or something like that. No, 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 nothing. Yeah, as, as earlier mentioned, there's so many factors. Yeah. I mean, I have my. I know that if my barrel number one doesn't have an end time between, let's say, six twenty and uh, 7.10, if the end time is faster than that or slower than that, then my roasts are behaving in a way that I'm not used to. Ah. And then I want to correct it. I know that if my barrel number two doesn't have an end time, which is like 20 to 30 seconds longer, yeah. then there's something wrong. And if you're that. roasting sample, do you then oh. make a new one? Because you want it to be consistent? Or? Yeah, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise you will taste too different, or you yeah. can't uh, rely on the result. No, exactly. I mean that's with with cupping and with sample roasting, and also production roasting. I mean, and with brewing, with coffee in general. Exactly. And that's that's one of the blessings with coffee, the charm, and that's and the also the curse. Frustration. Exactly. But that keeps us interested. I mean, otherwise I would have yeah. had coffee many years ago if it was easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now I. Which we're going to be postponed uh, because I forgot to close the airflow. So, so we're gonna it's be going to be later? Yeah. yeah. But then maybe we can uh, get the same as that one? Uh, the slow one? Maybe, maybe not because this is a natural. So very often the natural needs a little longer time. Ah, uh, no? yeah. What time? What does the time say? 6, 19. Come on.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it was on 80. Yeah. Maybe I need to throw in a new one and give uh, it more more energy. Because uh, it was it wasn't entirely as I promised you. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the curse of promising something. Yes. Well, with this I will promise you. <laughs> again. He promised again and again. I promise again. That's the natural and that's the washed? No, this is the washed. Is that the washed? It yeah. just looks very uh, natural. Uh, it's mechanically demusilaged. Okay. Uh, maybe that's the... Because normally there's more of the yeah. white string, yeah, yeah, exactly. the white thong yeah. left the... Uh... Okay. You will also have a Mild, yeah, the more natural. Chaff. Yeah, the natural has yeah. way more chaff. So now we don't forget to give it more momentum. Ah, smoke comes out. Do you have to? Uh... Do like this. <laughs> yeah, a little bang, Emma. Oh, did we say the time? Yeah. Uh... Six ten. Yeah. And this is the natural Esmeralda. Yeah. A natural always looks much darker than the washed ones. Yeah. 650. I thought it was 648, but I don't know. Can we say 648? Yep. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that like, <laughs> within a few seconds. Okay, then, okay. Yeah. But so you see there's like, 38 seconds. There's uh, like no silver of the string in this one, just one there. Maybe I should have taken a a Brazilian bean yeah. and a Bolivian. Uh, they pop also quite good. Okay. Uh, maybe I should have the taken... The weak ones. You want to take exactly, the weak exactly. ones. Exactly, exactly. Now, now we had like really high quality Ethiopian, <laughs> really high quality Costa Rica with lots of density. Yeah. So we probably took the ones that... Already are really strongly... Uh, yeah, exactly. So my, my, my point uh, becomes uh, a bit weaker that way. Yeah. You weren't thinking strategic. No, I just wanted something that was similar, that was it would yeah. be exciting to taste in the in yeah. the cupping. Yeah. So maybe we cut this out of the podcast. No, <laughs> no. No, I think it's quite good and interesting. I think we should have it anyways. Or I mean, just because you can cut things in your podcast. So if it's just like a 15 second segment, <laughs> listen to the pop of a yeah. of a geisha. Exactly. Because I think all home roasters, especially all production roasters, they know that to catch the crack can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And with this, it was quite easy to catch the crack. Yeah. And it's the same in the production roast, when you roast the geishas of a good quality, it's very easy to catch the crack. So now we would love to have the crack within the next 15 seconds. Something happening? Yeah. Yeah, now, now the smoke coming out, that's the crack. 559. Yep. Hvad kigger du efter? What are you 
you're smelling? Yeah, I would mainly smell this. Mm -hmm. I just want the intensity in the smell. Uh, immediately when I feel that I lose uh, intensity in the smell, then there's not uh, enough heat, heat in it. So at the end of the sample roasting, Samly pays attention to the time from the first crack starts and look at the color of the beans. He listens to the intensity of the cracks, when they begin to die out, and dump before it's completely over. Also, he noticed the smell during first crack. If the smell was declining, he took it as a sign of not enough heat. Now back to the crack of the Esmeralda geisha. I must say, I don't think we got the, the no, 15 seconds. No, uh, no, no, no. And I what do you I think is different this time? Uh, many factors. Uh, the main factor was that I was over eager and exaggerating the <laughs> intensity. That was one of them. Uh, the second thing is, well, is that uh, the coffee is uh, harvested and picked over a year ago. Ah. So it's not as fresh anymore. So uh, that has an effect on the crack as well? Yeah, because you do see like a loss of density. You see a loss of uh, aroma-wise when the beans are older. Yeah. Then you tend to lose some moisture. And while I'm saying this, then of course my the argument for the, what do you call it, proving me wrong is that this has been vacuum sealed. So Since then, so should it lose something or should it not? I guess it should not lose anything because it has been closed. Uh, and you just opened it now. It's not like it's opened half a no, year no, ago. No, no, we opened this today. Yeah. Yeah. So there is uh, that would actually quite clearly more show that I was over eager in my like <laughs> it cracks like this and this. And as I said earlier, I should have taken some beans that cr had a lower density. So that it would be more, much would more, be more, much more apparent yeah. in the, in that sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, quite clearly one of the weaknesses in my in my uh, in my claim. In my claim, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's quite clearly. But you were not in doubt at any no. time. Even when though we have a lot of background noise here, yeah. it was the snap. It was very it was easy to hear. And would you say that from the first crack, there never what was more than like five seconds until you could hear that the crack was really starting. Yeah, it started very rapidly and, yeah. and roasters love that. Have you experienced when you roast coffees that you have a crack, then there might pass three seconds, you have a next crack, then there passes five seconds, you have a few more cracks, but you're still in doubt when does like everything start to crack. Have you experienced that? Yeah, and I can have the first pop can come, the first clear snap can mm. come 40 seconds before I actually declare, now it's going. Exactly. Depending on the bean, of course. Exactly. Some are easier, and that's also because I'm thrilled about this one because oh, it makes life easier yeah, that it comes exactly. so suddenly. Because yeah. if you want to uh, count by seconds, mm. then you need a very you have yeah. to be not in doubt. With exactly. the, yeah. And so with this one, even though we prolonged the 50 seconds quite a bit, it was not hard to define when the, 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 the start happened. Afterwards, Samuel waited the roasts to calculate weight loss. Uh, men det er roast loss, hvis man kigger på den. Det der. Er det vejning? Har du vejet den der? Yeah. Antal gram? Så so det der har du 10,9% roast loss. Yeah. Det har du 12,3. Samuel uses this as a check on the batches we just did. 
they range from 10 to 12.3 percent. The Ethiopian bean was on 10 percent. The Esmeralda washed was on 12.3. Og hvad bruger du? Hvad bruger du det til? Hvad Det der bruger jeg til, at den ville sandsynligvis, hvis det var en sample, hvor vi skulle købe eller et eller andet, så ville jeg sandsynligvis riste den her om igen. Samuel said if this was a case of considering buying the bean, he would roast again the one with a weight loss of 12.3%. He finds it too high for this kind of bean. Så du kan godt lide den er omkring på 10-11 stykker, eller hvad er det? Det kommer din, an på kaffen også. Okay. Øh, Etiopien, ja, det kan jeg godt lide. Øh, er den nærmest 10%? Ja, Colombia, ja. nej tak. Der vil jeg gerne ned på 11,5-12. Okay. What size roast loss he is happy with depends on the bean. For Ethiopian beans, he prefers 10-11%. For Colombian, rather 11.5-12%. And then he measures the color of the roast with the Actron analyzer. Do you have an Actron range that you would like always to be around 95 and 100? And do you have? Uh... Yeah, we let's measure one of these. Let's measure this one. Yeah. Uh, I would really like this one to be, and I would guess that it would be 114 with this roast loss. Nobody in the United States will uh, understand that you have a uh, Actron value at 114. No, but then again, uh, it depends on the grind size, and ah. it, it depends on the calibration setting okay. that they do. So maybe this would be equivalent to a 91 or 89. Ah. It's not to say. Now we just need to calibrate it first. So, Actron values are not absolute. You can't compare measurements from one roastery to another straight away. It depends on the sample preparation and the calibration of the instrument. While measuring... We talked about storage time after roast. When to drink the coffee? When is it the best? Uh, do you have a preference like uh, coffee should be this and this old, rested before you drink it and so forth? I like to explore. So when I roast, um, I put most of it on the bags with the valve. Mm. And then I take a little uh, jar out with mm. a sample. And then mm. I always taste that like five days after the roast. Yeah. And sometimes it's really good there, and then I have to can drink it soon. But I have many times tried. It's uh, I thought, well, this is burnt or this is off or underdeveloped or something. And then I let the coffee, you know, let it be for three, four weeks, and then suddenly it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had a Burundi that after one week in my jar, fantastic. Open it at two weeks, grassy, underdeveloped. Let it rest on three weeks, good again. Yeah. And I mean, how can you sell coffee that? Exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. I mean, maybe if you hit it right, then you get a great, great yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. you will, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Now Samuel got reading from the Actron analyzer on the coffee we just roasted. So I said, what, 113, 114? Wow. Uh, 115 almost. Almost. Uh, so as a sample roast, this is good. A production roast, we would like to be as Closer more developed. More developed? More okay. developed. We would like it to go lower ah, the number. A uh, bit darker? The I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would choose to use the words a bit less light. <laughs> because immediately when you say darker, no, we don't want it to be dark. <laughs> we want it to be less light. Okay. Uh, because what we think when we say a bit darker, we think, ah, roasty notes. We think there's some... Mm. Ah, we so don't want roasty notes. 
don't mention the war. With Dark <laughs> is the thing you don't want we to just, mention here. We just want more development. But okay. yes, a bit darker. <laughs> yes, true. That's it for now. Next episode, we will taste the coffees. It was recorded one week later than this roasting session, so the coffees had time to rest. My name is Therese Brunstad. Some people drink coffee to get through the day. Others get through the day to drink good coffee.